you know, I've always been a fan of world building and, and uh, started building out this universe of, you know, what these uh, civilizations would look like. You know, they were quite, they'd still be quite brutal, probably nothing like what we are in a civilization as of today. And, and then the story just evolved, uh, evolved from there. Welcome to the Under the Mask podcast where we discuss the super process behind superheroes. Not just superheroes, aliens, horror, thrillers. If you can find it on a comics page, you can find it here. Here, you'll learn how to make comics from the initial outlines, scripts, and artwork to printing and putting the final book in a bag and board. For many years, Bill Colomb has written his book, Kinetic, and sold thousands of copies across the nation. And now we're inviting you along for an inside look to the comics process. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you're in the right place. This is the Under the Mask Podcast, and this is Bill Colomb. Under the Mask Podcast, episode 37. Crikey! We're heading down under in this international episode and checking off another continent in our Under the Mask world tour. My guest today is an award-winning writer and director of comics to movies, an Australian publisher and comic book store. His book, XCT, recently won Best Comic at the AFIN International Film Festival, and he's the co-creator of his latest work, Talos of Sparta, which is live on Kickstarter through November 29th. You can support Talos of Sparta by visiting kickstarter.com and searching for Talos of Sparta in the search field, or just click our link in the show notes and description below. I'd like to introduce Sean Keenan. Sean, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. No, thank you for having me. So it's uh, been a long time coming. Uh, yeah, it has for uh, everyone listening. Uh, I tried to get Sean on. He had a previous Kickstarter that he was working. And unfortunately, the way everything fell, I couldn't get him on. And uh, now he has another Kickstarter going. And I said, hey, I missed you last time. So let's do it now. It's been interesting this year with uh, with everything that's going on that uh, I've decided to run uh, so many Kickstarters to kind of keep the, the business going. So, yeah, it's been really good to have so much support uh, through an online community. Yeah, I think a lot of us creators, our primary revenue stream was conventions. Kind of got caught with our pants down with this COVID situation. Yeah, so we we did about seventy five percent of our um our sales through conventions. So to have that taken away um was a, a, a rude awakening. But at the same time, it was good to kind of think about ways to pivot the business and what we were going to do differently. And one thing that we have had success on was Kickstarter. So I was like, well let's just concentrate on that and see whether we can build up uh, a further audience. And, you know, I've done four this year already with Talos of Sparta um, on, uh, still uh, online at the moment. And we've got one more to finish it off in December. So it's going to be a, a, my busiest year on, on, on that platform. Um, first thing I'm going to do, Sean, is I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and how did you get to be here today? 
Yeah, so yeah, so I guess um, I've always been a fan of of comic books. Um, I was a, a guy that uh, kind of struggled to read um, as as a kid. So it was actually my mum that got me into comics. She bought my first comic book to try and entice me to to read. Um, it wasn't until much later in life that I found out that I was a visual learner. That's what's made me really passionate about the medium. It's not only about you know, telling good stories, but also breaking down those barriers to schools and to academia to, to kind of say that this platform or this medium is is just in, as important as any other literacy medium type of thing. So uh, for me, uh, about... Ten years ago, uh, I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do with my life. Um, you know, I've always kind of fallen into to certain jobs that I've that I've done, and you know, really wanted to combine my two passions, which was you know my love for movies and my love for for comics, and and kind of came up with the idea of comics to movies, which first started out as more of a limited edition print uh, type of uh, of business and has evolved into a, an independent um, publishing uh, business. And over the last five years, uh, we've published my, my series XCT, um, my other series, Terra Olympus, a horrorographed novel called Dead Man's Land. And then this year, we launched a uh, Talos of Sparta and we've got a, a new series called Fractured Shards coming out at the end of, end of this year. So yeah, it's just my, my love of comics has always been there and, and just to be able to have my own business and, and kind of have my own creative outlet has been something that I've been really passionate about. Yes. And like you said, uh, you're publishing all of these through uh, comics to movies. That's your uh, publishing company that you're the director of. What made you decide to start up your own publishing company versus going with someone who was established? Yeah, well, I I guess um, here in Australia, we actually only had one publisher. So we didn't really have the options of kind of like uh, in America where there's so many, you know, that you've got your large ones like Image, uh, Boom, and that, and then you do have some lower tier ones underneath that that you can kind of get into. We just don't have that here. So I thought there was a little bit of a gap in the marketplace. Um, You know, Kickstarter only came to Australia in in, uh, 2015. I ran my first Kickstarter and was successful on that and kind of thought, well, I think there's something here if I can get my business model right, which has taken some time. I've done a lot of things wrong between uh, then and now, but uh, it was more about, I I never set out to, to kind of do this. It's kind of just evolved along the way and and I've gone from being that person seeking advice to a lot of people in the industry over here um, seeking me out for advice so the next logical step after publishing my own stuff was to, to open up that publishing wing and start publishing other people's stuff so we do have distribution but our distribution is um, like mainstream book distribution so a lot of our star our comics are done straight into graphic novel format um, but next year uh we're going to to be in um a diamond so we're, we're hoping that uh we will be able to release some single issues through them and then the um trades both through them and the the, the book distribution model yeah i think what you said about uh there's been a lot of learning how to make the business become viable i think anybody who started and managed their own small business can definitely sympathize with that. Yeah. I don't think um, I was very, very naive, not, not having worked in the the business or created comics before. So I think the, 
thing people don't realise is just how expensive it is to create a comic compared to what you sell it for, um, especially when you might not be able to do everything uh, yourself. So for me, I'm a a bit of a writer and and creator, but I do pay an artist, an inker. um, If the artist doesn't do the inks, a colorist, a letterer, an editor, uh, and then printing costs on top of that. So as you would know, it becomes quite an expensive exercise. Yes, it does. Uh, So, Sean, before we get talking about uh, your latest project, I wanted to touch real quickly on probably your best known work, XCT. Give us the quick pitch for XCT and let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so XCT is based in the year 2069, where um, history's greatest heroes have been recloned and forced to fight off in a brutal combat called the Extreme Champion Tournament. So the number one selling independent comic book series here in Australia. So we've sold over 7,000 issues of that series. Um, And then we just launched a a crossover with that series with a video game company um, earlier early this year. So that's really exciting with the first issue coming out in February of 2021. But yeah, it just follows Spartacus, who's the main hero and a a group of other heroes where they're kind of working Well, for Spartacus. He's working out, he's kind of back right where he was in Roman times, um, you know, being forced to fight for the entertainment of, of people. There's a lot of moral issues in the series around, you know, how we treat people, uh, how we treat them as second-class citizens, how they don't really have any rights. And then there's also that flip on it where clones escape and then there comes that, that, that moral ambiguity in regards to who is right and who is wrong where, you know, one of the, the heroes or or villains, depending on how you want to do it, starts killing a lot of police officers and, and you're like, oh, well, that's bad. But when, as he's telling the story, he's saying, well, you guys are here to protect people and yet you're watching us fight to the death. You know, who is really in the wrong here? Is it me for protecting myself and, and, and killing you guys? Or is it you for trying to hunt me and put me back to a place that's, you know, you know not good type of thing? So that's the one thing that I've really loved about the series is, that it's got a lot of action, but there's a lot more under the surface to it as well. And your latest work, which you're the co-creator of, Talos of Sparta, is live on Kickstarter through the end of this month. Just like before with XCT, can you give us the quick pitch for that and tell us a little bit about Talos of Sparta? Yeah, so Tales of Sparta um, follows a young Spartan hero whose uh, father has been killed uh, and he's entrusted by a mythical priestess to fight a monstrous horde that's rising in the east. Um, So it's an alt history book. So it's based on what would happen if uh, Sparta become the powerhouse of what we know as Europe. So they defeated Rome and and became the powerhouse of Europe. So um, a lot of the native tribes that, you know, got you know overrun by Rome would they flourish and what would they look like and uh, now this new uh, you know nation has come up to, to kind of challenge Sparta so it's a lot of a lot of action again um, a really good story uh, co-created it with Brad Van Geest who's the artist on the series and um, you know Christoph Borgas who's the writer on the series really taken my ideas and uh, the concept of the of the story and really flat it out in a, an absolute amazing way. So uh, the first issue is up on, on Kickstarter at the moment until 
the end of the month, uh, but we do have the first three issues written and ready to go. And um, Brad's just finishing off the, the last couple of pages of the first issue to be colored. So, um, you know, the one thing we pride ourselves on is making sure that our book is almost complete prior to, to go, kind of going to Kickstarter. Uh, now, hold on just a second, because I think I'm noticing a pattern here, Sean. With XCT, we're following kind of a reincarnated uh, Spartacus. And in uh, Talos of Sparta, we're obviously going with the Spartans. So we're going from ancient Rome to ancient Greece. Is it safe to say that you're a history buff? Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty safe to, to say. Um, I, I don't, I've always been a lover of mythology. Um, you know, I've loved to love the story of Theseus and Jason and, and all that. So I guess whenever I come up with ideas, that seems to be the genre I'm kind of drawn to, uh, even with our sci-fi series is called Terra Olympus, um, which is a play on Olympus, uh, which again is in in Greek uh, Greek uh, mythology. So uh, yeah, I, d- I don't I don't intend to set out and, and do this, but it does seem something that you know I enjoy, that I'm passionate about, and uh, kind of I guess fits in with my audience now as well. And we talked about it a little bit, but what were the inspirations for Talos of Sparta? Yeah, well, I really loved um, the the movie. Three hundred, and uh, again Spartacus in in the Roman um, history, and I wanted to kind of do something a little bit different with with XCT. We did use a lot of mythology and bring it into um, the current time period but I was like what would it look like if the native tribes or native nations that we you know western culture has kind of overcame what would that kind of look like if if you know the barbarians were left to rise whether the Celts were left to rise the native um, uh, American Indians were, were left to rise the aboriginals here in Australia what would that kind of look like and that just got the creative juices flowing and you know I've always been a fan of world building and and uh started building out this universe of you know what these uh civilizations would look like you know they were quite they'd still be quite brutal probably nothing like what we are in a civilization as of today and and then the story just evolved uh, evolved from there with brad van geest uh you and him co-created it how did you co-create it and then how did you get the rest of the art team together? Yeah, so I guess um, I pitched uh, that that little uh, um, log line that I'd said about the series about, uh, you know, the hero, his father passing away and getting entrusted by a mythical priestess. I pitched that to Brad and he was quite quite interested in it. And it kind of went back to, to what we are talking about before in regards to how expensive it can kind of get in creating a series. And XCT, I do all myself. I'll pay all the creative team uh, myself and I kind of didn't want to have another series where I, you know, shouldered all of the financial burden. So I, I approached Brad, um, I'd worked with him on some collectible limited edition prints and I said, oh, you know, would you be interested in, in doing a comic? Is it something that, that you're interested in? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not not 100% sure. So I was like, oh, well, this is the story uh, I'm thinking about. And he was like, yeah, man, I need to draw that. I I love that idea. So, you know, he's like, look, I'm happy for you to to do the creating and and the writing. He goes, and then just hand it over to me. And if you're happy for me to do my thing with my art, 
um, we can we can uh, come to, to some sort of agreement. And I was like, well, I'm not an artist. Uh, if I'm happy to leave that part in, in your your court. So we decided to go into this as co-creators and then we've um, pulled uh, my colorist off uh, XCT to, to come across on to, to this project and do this one as well. And then I'm pretty lucky that another co-creator that I work with on Terra Olympus, um, he started to do some lettering. So he's to, he said he'd help out and do the lettering on this book. So um, it moved quite quite quickly. It took a while to, to kind of get the um, the story going and you know into an actual cohesive arc that we we wanted. But as soon as we had that, it had gone from the script being you know uh, handed to me in June to you know the first fifteen pages done by uh, October. Um, us running the Kickstarter and, and now looking to finish and print by uh, March next year. What are you excited about for? In this launch, man, this this launch has blown me away. To, to be honest, um, you know, uh, XCT, I've got a bit of an audience, so I kind of know what to expect when I do a, a Kickstarter launch. But I was very worried about this. Uh, this the you know first series that I've kind of co-created without uh, you know uh, my my other co-creator who already had his own kind of audience. So I felt kind of comfortable launching something with him. Brad hadn't done a comic book before. So he didn't really have that uh, that comic book audience, although he does have fans of his art. So I was really cautious, and, and you know, I was optimistic that this this Kickstarter would reach its goal. But we're already 135% funded in 10 days. Uh, you know, it's absolutely blown my expectation. We did a live launch with both Brad and Christoph, um, which you know went extremely well. So I guess now. Um, if we can kind of push that, you know, um, our funding from from that five and a half thousand dollars to about that eight thousand dollars, that'll kind of allow us to go straight into the second issue straight away. So I guess that's what the the next uh, goal is is to try and you know uh, see if we can come up with those funds in the in the next twenty days to to really um, you know get this uh, out and and then the next one out quite quickly because you know, in the indie indie industry you know sometimes there's quite a delay between one issue to the next and that usually revolves around finances so um, if we're able to to reach that eight thousand dollar mark that'll just get us straight into the second issue. I always say with indie comics, there's a lot of people who have that issue one that you might never not ever see that issue two. Mm-hmm. 100%. But by any measure, the launch of Talos of Sparta is very successful. You fully funded in 72 hours. You have plenty of time left on the clock. Yeah, and I guess that's why I reached out uh, or you reached out to me to, to, to do this uh, podcast. But it's about now kind of expanding our audience past the people that we already know and the creators that we, we already work with and trying to, to branch out to that new audience. So, you know, it's quite a, an exciting series. Um, you know, we've got a good track record. I've ran 14 Kickstarters and fulfilled on all of them. So we're just trying to get the word out there and, and you know, have people people pledge uh, with confidence as well that, you know, when they get this, that it's not going to be a one and done, that uh, they'll see more of this in the future as well. What do you feel helped you the most in that initial launch? 
Definitely the live launch. Um, I did that this this time and, and the last time I did XCT Infinity. And that interaction with people um, makes up like a really big difference as well as you have an opportunity like this to have a conversation like we are, Bill. You know, people can ask questions. You can delve a little bit more into the story. People can go, oh, you know, what does this mean? Uh, they give feedback on your on your campaign straight away. So when they, when you're looking at your your page and you're like, oh, this is amazing. I've done done the best job ever. And then people go, oh, why why do you have this or why don't you have this? And you know, that night I, I rushed around and fixed up a, a few things. So I would recommend uh, anyone uh, to do a do a live launch. It's definitely, um, I believe, been been a really big contributor to to the success of Tales of Sparta, but then also having co-creators that are just as motivated as yourself. So, you know, when you're trying to do a Kickstarter and you're doing it all by yourself, um, it can be quite tiresome and, and time consuming, but to have, you know, a co-creator that can pick up the slack when you're having a, a down day is, is really good, who can, you know, tap their own audience and and uh, reach people that uh, you might not have contact with uh, also definitely helps. And you said that you had the first three issues are kind of in the in the pocket, ready to go. Yeah, 100%. So all the writing's done on the on the first three issues. We've done 20 pages out of the 24, 25 pages of the first issue. So we've only got a, a couple more to do. And uh, then the ones we've done are just getting colored at the moment. So what does the future hold for you in this series? Yeah, so I guess with us, we want to, whenever you're creating a series, you want a lot to happen, but you also want to lead into a bigger story and a, and a bigger universe. So the, the first three issues tells, um, you know, introduces us to, to Talos and a couple of other characters, but then uh, it will kind of finalise after the, that first story arc and then lead into a, a bigger journey. So I don't want to give too much uh, too much away, but, uh, you know, we write this almost as if it's like an episode-based uh, TV series. So the first three issues is kind of like, you know, leaves you on a cliffhanger to, to kind of want to, to get that next uh, next book out. So... What have been the biggest obstacles and challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? Definitely finances. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've um, come across. As I said, I was very naive. So yeah, the, the finances was a big smack in the face. Was Kickstarter the main way that you used to go over that hurdle? Yes, 100%. So um, Kickstarter allowed us to to do or raise the funds for the printing costs. So um, through the conventions, I'd pay for, for everything else in regards to the creation, but that large cost of printing and being able to print a certain amount of numbers so you can get that cost per unit down. Um, so Kickstarter has been that main form of how I overcame that hurdle, but also now has become much more than that. It's been a real audience building platform as well. What do you feel has been your biggest mistake? Wow. Um, my biggest mistake, and I, and I do say this uh, a lot, is um, not having correct contracts in place. Being a little bit tight in regards to paying for an actual contract uh, to be written up by an actual lawyer and uh, going with something that I've kind of, we've kind of either created ourselves or downloaded off the internet. So the one thing I would say to everyone is, 
profits, learn from my mistakes, invest in a contract. Um, it will 100% pay for itself uh, down the line. What's been your best moment? Uh, I think one of my favorite moments is uh, in one of the issues of XCT, uh, there was a, a boy that uh, would always come to the conventions and, and purchase uh, XCT. And you know, his mum would say that, you know, he would save his money and, you know, he would count down the days until this convention. And the first thing he wanted to do was was come and buy the next issue of XCT. So the next time uh, he came to a show, when the next issue was out, I, I actually opened up the comic and showed that I'd drawn him and his mum into the, the actual uh, comic. Uh, there's a little bit of a, a joke there where Spartacus is at a convention and all these people keep coming up to him telling him that uh, that he's the number one hero type of thing and this little boy comes up and says the same thing with his mother and that's the that's this boy. So I gave him the original piece of art and everything as well and, and just to see that kid light up and how much he absolutely loved that. You know, if I ne- had never created another thing after that point, um, I, I felt like I'd, I'd done something worthwhile. I don't know if it's just the way that you told that story, but that has to be just the most wholesome moment that I think I've had on Under the Mask. <laughs> Sean, starting out, what was the best advice that you received? Um, oh, wow. Uh, the, the one I I use all the time is um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, you know, a lot of people in the arts industries, you know, they don't like the selling aspect or there's, there's certain parts about the um, you know, business side of, of doing comics that, that people don't like. But personal growth and, and growth in yourself comes from putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. So the more comfortable you can get in uh, pushing your limits and putting yourself outside your comfort zone, the, the more growth you'll, you'll have. So that's something that I kind of live by and, and is my mantra mantra now. Um, I had a mentor say that to me and I've kind of um, you know take, taken that on as my, my own and, and run with it. John, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. Talos of Sparta is live on Kickstarter through the end of the month. You can support it by visiting kickstarter.com and looking up Talos of Sparta. That's T-A-L-O-S. Sean, where else can people find you online? Yep. So you can find me under comics, the number two movies, um, pretty much everywhere. So we've got a Facebook page, comics to movies, Instagram, comics to movies. Twitter is comics underscore two underscore movies. Um, also on uh, Tumblr and we've got a website, www.comicstomovies.com.au. Sean, thank you again for coming on and chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. If you know a creator that makes comic books or any other media and think they'd be a good fit for the show, drop us a line at underthemaskshow at gmail.com. You've been listening to the Under the Mask podcast with Bill Colomb. Welcome to the family. If you're a fan of comic books, a total process junkie, or just looking for more insight into launching your own book, you found the right podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to like or leave a review, and we'd appreciate it if you'd tell a friend or two. To reach out, visit us at underthemaskpodcast.com. This has been a presentation of Why Comics. Till next time, this is the Under the Mask Podcast, signing off.